This is VH Snack. Yeah, we're back and we're VH snacking yet again. And we got back in the VH saddle pretty fast this time. We did. Well, you know what? Our last couple of episodes, um, a lot of stuff has come up in between recording. And, uh, you know, people have been very patient and we appreciate it. Life is busy, dude. Yeah, life is uh, life is busy. But, but you know busy. what? We're going to churn out a couple here. You got a Mike VH stand over there now? Yeah, well, look, I know you're sitting there holding your microphone like some jabroni, but... No, I like it. It keeps me attentive and alert. Yeah, you know, I kind of don't like it. It doesn't fit our VH... Uh, it's not the VH spirit that we're looking for. Well, but... why don't you just try it today and, and see how it goes? I already don't like it. I'm like leaned over here. You look comfy, though. Yeah, I feel comfy. Yeah. Got that rad new tattoo. Dude, okay, PSA, people... Getting a knee tattoo hurts like a lot. Yeah, I mean, this I don't like, have one, but I can imagine. It was like a three-hour session. In the last hour, I like mentally went to a dark place. <laughs> I'm serious, dude. I when I got off the table, there was like a pool of sweat on the table. I was just I broke out in sweats and yeah, dude. I mean, you're getting a controlled injury, so you know oh. I can imagine. And when I was trying to sleep later that night, I kept hearing the sound of the needle, like, bzzz, and I'd oh, be like, oh, wow. no. So it truly was haunting you. Kind of. Wow. I mean, it was uh, it's an experience. Well, it looks good, so I'm sure it's worth it. Well, next month, I'm getting a big one on my ribs, so I hear that's also, like, the worst place to get a tattoo. Oh, yeah, the ribs tickle pretty good, buddy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Hey, did you know that if you get your hands tattooed, you can't be in the military? Wow, that's so topical. I did not know that. Yeah, well, you know what? We're going to talk about uh, Major Payne today. Major Payne didn't have any hand tattoos. Did he have any hand tattoos? I don't think he did. He had two gold teeth. Yeah, I love that he has two gold teeth, by the way. Yeah, like, what's the story there? I don't think one was enough. <laughs> I love how he sucks his gold teeth, too, when he gets upset. He's like, oh, he's like... <laughs> he's like, that's part of his, his thing. When he gets, like, uh, agitated, he, he, like, sucks at his gold teeth. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I remember one day I got a, a phone. This is like when I was in high school. I got a phone call from some military Marines or something. They're like, hey, I got a couple of questions for you. They're like, uh, you don't have any hand tattoos, do you? I was like, uh, no. Nah. They're like, oh, okay, perfect. So do you want to join the Marines? I'm like, uh, no. Nah? That makes zero sense, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, I don't, maybe I'm way off on that, but at the time. That was a thing. Maybe it's changed. I don't know. Maybe it's just the Marines. I, I don't know. I could be speaking way out of line here, so I don't want to. Better get in line, soldier. Oops. Oh. VH soldier. <laughs> well, anyways, yeah, we were talking about Major Pain. Oh, man. I'm so glad we're doing this one. Came out in March of 95. Mm-hmm. You know, 95 was kind of a kind of a rough year for movies. Do you think they did it in March? Because it's like an like the army march, like how soldiers march. Oh my march. god, dude, get out of here! <laughs> Come on, man. I can picture somebody just like pitching that, like let's do it in March. Get it? Like, and they're like, no, dude, stop, please. You're lucky it's just coming out in March anyway. Like, well, can we lean into that? Or, oh man, yeah. I I didn't think of that, but we're gonna leave we're gonna it to roll me. with it. Yeah, leave it to me to bring that up. But um, but yeah, well, at least in like the horror world, ninety five is kind of. Ooh, scarce. Yeah. There's some good ones. You know, Demon Knight. 
Demon Knight's awesome. Halloween 6 for me. Yeah, Halloween 6. There's a lot of love for that one. Yeah. Yeah. Covering that one on the Spook House soon. <clears throat> oh, there's my Love Burger shirt. Oh, yeah. Hey, do you want to put on your Love Burger shirt? Yeah, and actually, you can get some VH savings now. I don't know if y'all know this. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. I meant to text you about that. I'm yeah. Sorry, I'm super busy, but so, yeah, good idea. Yeah, if you go to lunchmeatvhs.com and you want to buy some Rewind Inclined Wares, if you enter VH Snacking, all caps, and you're at the checkout, you get a 10% discount. That's pretty cool, man. So yeah, thanks to all the VH Snackers that have been listening, and save a couple of bucks, my friends. That was a VH smart idea. Good job. Dig it, man. Yeah, 10% off VH Snacking at the discount. And at hey, the, at the I'll, checkout. I'll throw some... Uh, if you use VH Snacking at checkout, I'll throw in some Spook House Podcast stickers. There you go. You can't beat that deal. Wow. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Cool. Just sweetening the bundle. VH sweet it up. Hey, maybe you should start breaking off a piece of each snack and be like, hey, if you want a sample of uh, today's episode, I'll include that with uh, with your order. <laughs> I, don't know. I still think that we should make like a VH Snacking snack plate or something. You know, like we should do some chips or like, I don't know. We got to make something. Yeah. So I actually have some some uh, tape shaped treats coming up. Oh, hopefully. God. So there's today? a little hint. No, oh. not today. Oh, OK. No, no, no. I'm saying in the future. OK. Yeah. So around Christmas time, we're going to have some pretty cool stuff coming out. I look forward to that. And That's I'm sure awesome. everybody else does. It'd be very tasty. Well, uh, good love burger promotion there. It's good stuff. Some VH shameless self promotion, my friend. Hey, man, you got to do it. And while we're, uh, you know, while we're doing that, hey, if you uh, want to check out the Spook House podcast and talk about, listen to us talk about horror movies, that's cool. Josh has been on a few episodes House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, mm-hmm. Nothing But Trouble. Oh, man. Um, yeah, some good ones. It's getting about time for you to make another appearance, sir. Whenever you're ready, Duder. Just saying. Uh, you know where to find me. Okay. <laughs> Just lost in the stacks, looking at tapes. Yeah, guys, you should really see Josh's face when he, well, we're at the, uh, we're at my house today. It's been a while since he came in here. So I got some new tapes and man, I'll tell you, the, the look on his face when he sees a pile of tapes is something to behold. <laughs> It's, it just lights up that that guy's world. It it really does. I mean, it just makes me happy, man. I mean, you know, VHS's happiness is all over lunch me and it's not just it's not just a clever slogan. It's just a it's a way of life, dude. Well, I have a whole tub of VHS tapes I'm going to let you look through before we before you leave. Can't wait, man. You know me walking out of here with some. I mean, <laughs> oh, I'm sure you will. No tape left behind, dude. You really surprised me the last time uh, I sent you a picture of a bunch of tapes I was going to donate. I was like, do you want any of these? I'm expecting you to be like, uh, no. But you're like, yeah, save me uh, 10 things I hate about you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I don't I mean, have it's, it. It's a good movie. But yeah, I mean, I, I didn't. It, it's like, you know, I, I just recently found out that my I, I pulled out Spaceballs and it was moldy. And I was like, and it was like too, too moldy to be saved. And I was like really bummed because I really wanted to hang out, you know, with Spaceballs and John Candy and Rick Moranis and. But uh, you had a copy, so I was like, yeah, I need that. And, you know, Silence of the Lambs and, you know, some other stuff. And this is cool. Like, stuff that I don't that I don't have. Who know? doesn't have a copy of Silence of the Lambs? Well, uh, I do now. But I don't... I, I might have had one, but I was like, I mean, I'm not going to let that tape go. Like, it's not going to... Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's some tapes, like, you are guaranteed to find that tape if you just go... 
looking for it. I feel like Silence of the Lambs is readily available in most thrift stores. I feel like it's Titanic. It's, oh, dude, Titanic. Yeah, Isn't that's there the a guy one. that made like a boat replica out of Titanic VHS? That's my idea, dude. Wait, did I imagine that? No, I told you about this. Wait, have you done this? No. So, do you want to do it? No. So, you know how like everything is terrible, like wants to make a pyramid out of Jerry Maguire's, or they already have, or they do all these installations. They do these like rad installations with Jerry Maguire tapes, right? So, I was thinking, what if we did like a one fourth size replica of Titanic, of the Titanic, made out of Titanic tapes? I mean,. If you have the time and passion, I will help you with this. Dude, that would be I mean, the coolest installation. Idea. That would be the coolest installation. It would be so funny. And it yeah. kind of, you know, and there's so many copies of Titanic out there that you can do it. When I did VH Festival at Alamo Draft House in Raleigh, I did a thing called VH Sync the Titanic where I, <laughs> I, I set up this little box. It was like a carnival game. And I got like, you know, 30 copies of Titanic in one one day i found like 35 30 copies of it yeah and i found i got I this it. blow up inflatable titanic and i like put it on the table and you had to try to knock it off of the table into a bucket of water with a copy of titanic that's it, pretty uh that's that's hilarious yeah it was really dumb but it was really fun and it you know it was it was cool I have pictures of it. Yeah, what if like a relative of somebody that died on the Titanic walked in the Alamo that night and saw that? And they're uh, like, hey, uh, my grandmother was on the Titanic. You'd be like, been- well, do you want to give it a shot? <laughs> <laughs> I would feel really bad. And what I wasn't they- trying to be insensitive. Oh, it was, sure. You know, it was just like, why not? This is fun. And I was just trying to make some interactivity. So. What did they win? A copy of Titanic. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> no, I gave them like some stickers and stuff. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, it was just fun. It was just fun thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll help you build a replica of Titanic if you want, dude. I would, I would pay to go see that. So if I, if 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 there's anybody out there that is interested in that, hit me up. We can make it happen. One fourth scale size Titanic made out of Titanic. Tape. Just send your copies of Titanic to. Do not. Do not send me copies of Titanic, please. Uh, there's plenty out there. I really appreciate the thought, but I have nowhere to put them. So, Isn't there a prank where you can just buy up all copies of You've Got Mail and stuff it in somebody's mailbox? Yeah, dude. It's not a thing. My friend Devin did it to me. He continues to do it to me. I went to my mailbox one day and there was like eight copies of You've Got Mail in my mailbox. <laughs> That's awesome. I've posted it before. So, yeah, it was, it was the ultimate tape head prank. I bring it back like once every six months to remind people how epic it was. Yeah, that's a that's a great idea. Yeah, it was really funny. I might do that to you sometime. You should. I mean, it always makes me laugh. I do have mail. You've I mean, got mail. It's a good movie. You like that movie? I saw it for the first time like six months ago. I was like, I've never seen this. Let me give it a shot. And uh, it was it was a uh, an easy to watch, nice little romantic comedy. You heard it here, folks. Phil loves I You've mean, Got Mail. I don't love it, but I was like, dude, it's Tom Hanks. If you don't like Tom Hanks, just leave my house. How about that? Maybe I like you a lot. <laughs> what? <laughs> don't yeah, push the maybe. Dave Chappelle babies. is in that movie. In You've Got Mail? Yeah. Dave Chappelle is like the comic relief. He's like, you know, kind of friends with Tom Hanks. It's very bizarre. Hmm. I'd rewatch it just for that. Yeah. Don't be so judgmental, Josh. So we better get to camp on Major Pain here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
We are talking about major pain, right? We're well, we're talking about the pains of life, you know. Yeah. Um, Growing pains. Yeah, where do we start with major pain, dude? What is your history with this movie? Well, we should tell people what it's about, right? Because I never want to miss the synopsis. Go again. ahead, take it away, Josh. So, major pain. He is a killing machine. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's a he's a marine, and unfortunately, he has been discharged, and he is very depressed about that. He's about to eat a rat. Okay, like things things are rough. That was a throwback to Apocalypse Now. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 When he hisses at the cat, amazing. Kind of disturbing a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it just shows how brutal he is, you know? I like when he flips the bed for no reason. <laughs> He's like, I got to keep in shape. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I did it. Yeah, but he, uh, so he can't find a job or whatever, and he's like, I need, it's been two weeks since I killed me a man. But he does get a job uh, running a junior ROTC crew yep. at a school. And, uh, and hilarity ensues. Hilarity ensues for sure. Yeah. yeah. Filmed in Charlottesville, Virginia. Yeah. Definitely in Virginia. Yeah. Gave me some uh, Child's Play 3 vibes. Oh, man. When he jumps on the grenade, brutal. <laughs> I'll never forget that scene. Yo, how about when, uh, here's a good who did it first Child's Play 3 or Ernest Scared Stupid? Both 91. Both have, uh, well, Chucky kills a guy in a dump truck, a garbage truck. Oh yeah, and that and Rimshot uh, <laughs> does the same thing to Ernest or tries. No, he to. saves his life. Well, uh, really, doesn't Rimshot like stop it? He stops Ernest know. from being crushed. I don't know how the process of uh, the the garbage truck starting happens, but both things happen in each movie, and both were ninety one. So. Well, we need to watch that movie anyway because it's coming up on VH Snacking, right? Oh, yeah. We're definitely going to do for something October. with that for October. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, filmed in Virginia. We're in Virginia. Uh, Yeah, that, that's a good synopsis. Oh, while I had the VHS in front of me. Now, you know what this tagline is. I believe so. I saw it today and I was like, uh, what? Okay. So it says, he's looking for a few good men. Or a few guys old enough to shave. It, I, it's not great. I mean, is that the best they could go with? I think they're just trying to implicate that these are a bunch of kids. Yeah. Or maybe it's because he shaves their head. Or a few... He's looking for a few good men or a few guys old enough to shave. There's something vaguely sexual about that. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> No, no, maybe not. I don't know. I think it's just like, they're just kids. Like, he's got to deal with kids. Yeah, I know. So it's like, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Is this Major Wang? (laughs) (laughs) Holy cow. Yeah, so... um, (laughs) Sorry for that awful joke. Oh, man, that was good. Uh, We're good. I'm fine. Um, It's the porn parody. Major Wang? (laughs) Yeah. It might happen. They parried so much stuff for porn in the 90s. Like, I wouldn't be VH surprised they if like, it came out. slap a couple gold teeth on some porn actor. Oh, dude. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, I first saw this movie when I was about 10 years old, when it first came out. And I watched it a lot. It was a rental. It was on cable. 
It was funny. Yes. I also loved Blank Man. So I and I also loved In Living Color, you know, and Damon Wayans was like killing it from like, you know, in the early nineties to the mid nineties. Yeah. So I mean he was a very popular actor and very funny. Um but I watched it all the time. And then again in my twenties, maybe like my late twenties, I started being not obsessed with this movie, but I watched it all the time because the girl that I was dating at the time loved this movie, like all caps super into this movie she loved major pain so it would be on a lot like if we're just chilling and like she's going to put on a tape and you she had like maybe 15 20 30 tapes always putting on major pain so this was on in the background a lot in the house that's a a commendable choice but kind of an odd one it's an odd movie to to be obsessed with Oh, it's a comfort movie. You yeah, know, it yeah. is for, obviously that's why it's on VH Snacking. You know, it's, it's a really good, like these, these VH Snacking choices have, you know, they're nostalgic. They're also like comfort films, you sure. know, and I, and I think like that's, that speaks to what we're doing is like, um, she had a lot of affection for this movie, you know, and, and like, you know, it was probably because when she was a kid, she watched it a lot. And like, you know, like how we say like the certain lines or certain sounds or like the soundtrack or just elements from these movies even if they're on just in the background, become this sort of like comforting white noise to you. You yeah. know what I mean? And okay. I think that's what she was going for. Yeah. So, th- but that is to say this was on a lot in the background. Well, hey, it's uh, man, I, I'm right there with you, man. I grew up watching this a lot. Um, I remember my dad loved this movie too. It was like one of the, well, not the few movies that we watched together and loved, but I feel like um, this movie... You could show this to like a six-year-old kid or six-year-old man, and they're gonna probably both love it. It's a funny ass movie. It dude. plays well with uh, it plays well for kids. Also. I think so. There is yeah. some language in it though that I forgot there's about. There's some. Uh, there's some. God, what's the one? Uh, I don't know, but yeah, there's definitely some some kind of hard language, much like in Black Sheep. I was like, whoa, forgot yeah. about that. I think in the 90s, it was just like, everybody was just like going for it. Like, you could say whatever the hell you wanted. Yeah. Didn't Every PG 13 movie, they were like, all right, you get three hard F bombs. Oh, you better put them in three good places. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Josh, do you want to go ahead and uh, tell the good people some of your favorite moments from Major Pain? Oh, man. There's a lot. I mean, obviously, there's always a lot. You know, I love the moments and I'm easy to please. So. But right from the beginning, he really is, folks. Uh huh. You know what I mean? It's totally true. <laughs> you know. It's true. <laughs> uh, so when he walks in, and uh, you know, shout out to Hillary from from Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh yeah, that's her. Do you know what her first movie was? What? Death Spa. Oh shit! That's right. I've never seen that. I've seen the cover. And oh, I've, man, I totally forgot about that. I've worked in a spa before, so I really want to see this movie. That spa's pretty cool. Really? Yeah, it's like definitely per- pitch perfect kind of horror for that era. Really fun, ridiculous. Okay. And I totally forgot she was in that movie, so great call. Yeah, if it's on Shudder or something, I'm going to watch it tonight. I have it on tape. I have that Gorgon reissue. I bet you do. Yes, sir. Bring it over next time. Yeah. By the way, my copy of Major Pain is missing. Did a did a JROTC crew break into your house one night and steal it? It's so funny because whenever like I'm missing a tape that I think I have, I'm like, did I lend this out? 
did somebody steal it? Like just like a just like a second for a second, I'm like, what's happening? Like Josh, just stop. I mean, nobody's coming in your house and stealing tapes. You go but, to the cops. Yeah, like, like hey. yeah, hello, officer. I'm missing uh, my copy of Major Pain, and I really need you to look for it. <laughs> no, I already looked in the mailbox. It's uh, there's only uh, you got mail in there. Um, hey, all right. Yeah. So, <laughs> and Devin's like, I didn't do that. I don't know what you're talking about. Um. But when he walks into the school for the first time and he meets her, he's like, you got a mighty fine handshake there. Want to wrestle? Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> and she's like, um, no thanks. <laughs> um, gotta love the cool hand Luke nod where he's like, what we have here is a million to communicate. Oh my God, that voice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm trying to do his impression, but I can't. You're the king of impressions, so. Disclaimer. I'm not really good at impressions, <laughs> so forgive me this entire episode. Um, oh, when they're making uh, the laxative for him. Oh yeah, and the one kid's like, he's gonna be making beef stew to graduate beef stew to graduation. Yeah, yeah, it was gross. A, that's a gross line, but I want to employ it. I love how they, uh, you know, you got the trope of the nerdy kid, the the scien- the scientist kid. He's like, well, according to my ejaculations, this should work. <laughs> Yo, I love that kid, by the way, that character, because his face is so hilarious, and he's always the loudest one. He's always like, sir, yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ass eyes. Ass eyes, what exactly. What are you looking at, ass eyes? His face is hilarious, This every, every yeah. scene. Yeah. Oh, I love when he's at lunch. Speaking of the, the cupcake, right? When they do that cupcake thing. And yeah. he does the one finger death punch to the apple juice can. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> Do you think um is that possible? Hell yeah, dude. But you gotta be really Yeah, that takes some balls to do that. Yeah, because you're gonna cut your finger, dude. You will cut your finger very badly. Or maybe he just has like some fingernails that are like talons or something. I love how when he punctures it, he's like, ha! <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It's the sound effect like bah! <laughs> Yo, if you go to a bar and pull that off and just don't acknowledge that you just did it, people will be like, what the fuck? Yeah, knowing me, I'd try it and just like sever my finger and ruin my whole night. Like if you're talking to a group of people and you do that and you just turn around like, so yeah, like uh, the other day, I was, they were like, whoa, what the, what was that? What if you just pulled a screwdriver out of your pocket and opened your beer like that at parties? <laughs> like an actual screwdriver? Yeah, dude. Like out of nowhere. Just like pull a screwdriver out of your pocket and be like, and jam it into the top of the can? Yeah. <laughs> you could. Yeah. That's I mean, cool. that's impressive. That's memorable. That's a good first impression. I've always wanted to... Uh, do you know what baby birding is? Is that when you like put something in somebody else's mouth with your mouth? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, 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 let's say we're out in public. Like, if I baby bird you some beer, and we just act like that didn't happen, and just carry on the conversation with whoever we're hanging out with, it'd be I mean, like... What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that. Did those guys just kiss? Cool. Be like, yeah, let me try some of that. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> this beer is so good. Yeah, it tastes better oh, when you baby bird it, though. Sorry, that's pretty gross, guys. Yeah, sorry I mean, about that. You, go you, ahead, Josh. You're coming with a lot of, a lot of heat today, oh, Phil. man, I'm just, I'm out of it today, You're on man. fire, dude. We got the door open. The birds are chirping. Yeah. Little, baby birds? Little... <laughs> Baby birds are chirping, both indoor and outdoor, folks. Oh, my God. Yes. 
So we're back in the cafeteria. Okay. So we're back in the cafeteria and then he eats the cupcake Mm -hmm. and they're ready for him to be making some beef stew. But then he just cuts this like rip roaring fart. Yeah. And then Chris Owen walks by and he just like passes out and just like drops dead on the floor. Yeah. Love that part, dude. Love I it. love the sound effects there. It was like the sound of like plumbing or like a, a toilet, you know? That fart is a that is a good fart clip. You gotta solid. Man, every movie in the nineties had a good fart gag, you know. I mean, fart jokes are funny. I don't yeah, care who you are. are still I'm not above it. And I, I know we're always saying that, you know, I'm easy to please or whatever, but hell, man, can't beat a good fart joke. A well-placed fart joke and people falling down. Like, those things will always be funny. Bonus Forever. if you do two at the same time. <laughs> if you fall down and there's like a <laughs> yeah. fart sound. If I saw somebody fall down and fart at the same time, I would I would die. Yo, have you seen Pastor Gas? No. It's where that evangelist mixed with like fart noises. It was like a tape that went around in like underground <laughs> oh, circuit. Man. Was that the one that Kane Hodder made? No, that's candid farts. Yeah, guys, for those, for anybody that doesn't know that needs to know this, uh, Kane Hodder, you know, the guy that played Jason for like four or five of the Friday the 13th movies, he put out a fart video called Candid Farts. And it is, if you want to know more about it, we wrote an article, a little article about it in the new issue of Lunch Meat, number Didn't 10. Didn't you get him to sign your copy? No, I'm saying you should. I'm saying, I said people should get him to sign copies. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Just make sure he doesn't fart on you when you, when you, when you do it. Yeah, because when I told you, I was like, yeah, I think Kane Hodder's coming to town to do some autograph thing. You're like, I should get him to sign his fart tape. I thought you were joking. I was like, what? That's okay. Anyways. Hey, man. But then you're like, no, he has a fart tape. Like, what? Yeah. He does, and it's called Candid Farts. So check it out. Check it cool. <laughs> Check out Kane Hodder's Kane Harder's fart tape. <laughs> Kane Hodder's fart tape. It's pretty cool. Honestly, it's like basic, you know camcorder shot on videos hidden camera of farts yeah yeah pretty cool <laughs> there's some pretty weird like language in it they, they my favorite slang for a fart is that guy just cracked a rat what never heard of that before cracked a rat that means to fart I okay guess. yeah never heard that one either yeah so okay so speaking of some weird language in this movie mm-hmm it's not really weird. I, it was just like, it kind of caught me off guard because I forgot about it, but it's so funny. When Tiger is, is has the the, uh, the bad man in the closet or whatever. Yeah. Major Payne's like, pop your titty out of his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, excuse me? And then he says it again, like slower. I didn't stutter. I didn't stutter. <laughs> pop your titty out of his mouth. Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> really good. Her I mean, that, well, that whole uh, scene is pretty iconic. It's one of the most memorable scenes, you know. Totally. And then that's next on my list is when he he goes into the room. Yeah. And he like just like unloads like seven bullets into the closet. He's like, if he's still in there, he ain't happy. <laughs> I love Tiger's uh, line when he comes out. He's like. Major Payne terminated that man with extreme prejudice. He said if he still lived there, he ain't happy. Yeah, man, it's <laughs> so good. That's a great scene. Great moment. Um, and of course, and I think you'll really love this one. He's like, what did you just say? And then he goes up to him. He's like, I'm going to be on you like white on rice in a glass of milk on a paper plate in a snowstorm. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Forgot about that one. So good. 
Yeah, there's some creative language in this. Yeah. And then, of course, I've been known to cut a little rug. And then the dance scene, so good, dude. When they dance to Pop That Coochie by Two Live Crew. Yeah, and apparently, Damon Wayans had a little beef with Two Live Crew at this point. I, I read something briefly about that. Maybe you know more about it. I think he just made some jokes about him, and then Two Live Crew like barked back he at him, and it like was... gangsters with microphones or something. Yeah, something like that. Talk some shit back to Damon Wayans. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know, but yeah, dancing to Pop That Coochie is pretty good. Pop That Coochie. Yeah, and uh, I love how they give some. <laughs> There's two nods to Michael Jackson in this, which makes perfect sense because it was the time of, of the era. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He does the the crotch grab and then ow, and then the scream mm-hmm. or whatever. And then Tiger does it later, Tiger too. Tiger does the same thing. That's yeah. right. But without knowing that Major Payne did it. Maybe Major Payne taught him that. Maybe. Maybe that was a deleted scene. I feel like there are a lot of deleted scenes in this, because I feel like there's some stuff that just doesn't add up in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Like, when he's sleeping with his eyes open, and then they put the dress on the kid, and he uh-huh. goes to lay down next to him, and he's like, let's get this like weird picture so they kick him out. Oh, there's another Michael Jackson reference. Oh, fuck, man. <laughs> Jesus. I mean... <laughs> what? No, you're not no, wrong. Continue. You're not wrong. Okay, so... um, oh But they do... They snap a picture. They snap a picture, but nothing ever comes of the picture, and then the next scene, they're all wearing dresses running. So... That's true. Yeah. yeah. Do you think uh, they took an actual picture? I was hoping like some Polaroid would pop up online with Damon Wayans and Heathcote in the dress. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe Heathcote, sir. Heathcote, sir. Uh, and then my last moment, which I think is very sweet and funny. He's like, I want to give you this bullet from my heart. Oh, yeah. He's like, it's actually from my heart. I removed it with a field knife. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like the sweetest thing that Major Payne could probably do. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, are those your moments, Josh? Yeah. You got, any, got any others? No, I mean, I, and the dance at the end is pretty awesome when they're like rapping kind of and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it goes on for quite a bit. No, uh, yeah. And I love how like the judges are like they look stone faced serious and then they go down, they're all tapping their foot to the beat. <laughs> Pretty cool, man. <laughs> Showing yeah. that they're totally into it. But yeah, that's it for me. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Good moments. I think we share a couple. Well, you know what? Before I do my moments, this is our second Nick Castle movie. Oh yeah, that's <clears throat> right, it is. Dennis the Menace. And this was his the very next movie after Dennis the Menace, wasn't it? Yep. Dennis Menace was 93. Yeah, this was 95, so I guess he shot, he was like, went right to this one. Yeah. And uh, everybody's favorite fun fact, he played Michael Myers in the original Halloween. Played the shape. Played the shape. Yeah. Um. Also, our third Chris Owens movie. Okay, so we got Angus. Can't hardly wait. And now this one. Yeah. Wait, and what is he? Is there another one? What's the one we just did? Uh, no, he was in Black Sheep too. Oh my God. That's four Chris Owens movies. He's officially, he may have beaten Seth Green. I think it's just Chris Owen. It, 
Okay, I'm sorry. Chris it's Owen. fine. I, okay. I don't, I don't want to be that guy like, um, actually. Um, actually, it's just uh, Chris Owen. I just want to give him respect, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, he deserves respect. He's a 90s icon. He really is. Let's get him on the show. Let's Dude, I would love to have Chris Owen yeah, on the show. Let's just hit him up. We'll just do a one-off episode. Be like, hey, here's our chat with Chris Owen. Yeah, he totally glowed up, too. Yeah. He did. Dime piece. He looked good. No, he's not a little freckle face cartoon. <laughs> His insults in this yeah. are out of this world good, dude. <laughs> what are you laughing at, little freckle face cartoon? Get your ass back to Mayberry. <laughs> Yo, Opie. <laughs> um, okay, so I, I did realize this watching this movie. It's very reminiscent of another 1995 movie, Heavyweights. A little Kinda? bit. Yeah, I mean, they're at a camp. Group of kids. They got to come together to a, win. A maniacal leader shows up and <clears throat> makes their life a hell. So they have to, you know, overcome and defeat the odds and kind of take down this crazy person. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense because Universal's probably like, well, this Disney movie just did really well. We should take some elements for this and then create this movie. Well, this came out March 95. I, I doubt. I doubt these two movies were aware of each other. Well, didn't Heavyweights come out in 95, too? Yeah, but, I mean, you gotta think, they were probably in production at the same time, so... Mm, yeah. For Disney to do that, um, Heavyweights would have had to come out, and then, like, a year or two later, then, like, yeah. alright, guys. You're right. This movie's hot. But maybe there's, like, some insider information, people trading around, like, this is gonna be hot, you know what hey, I mean? Hey, maybe. You know, hey, people are like, Imagine these... Tony Perkis shows up. Instead of uh, Major Payne. Wow. And vice versa. Wow. Major Payne at the heavyweights camp. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's an alternate reality I want to see. Yeah. He really digs into the, the chubby kid too. Major Payne does. He's like, will you find a piece of candy in your pocket? What's your name? What's he calling him? He's like, what's your name, Tubby? Uh, Heathcote, sir. <laughs> Heathcote, sir. Heathcote. What a fucking name. Yeah, I love it. And also, I found out that dude that, that plays Heathcote now is a, a manager at a rental car service. That's pretty cool. Cool. I saw a picture of him, and he looks like an adult version of Heathcote. He I'm looks like, exactly the fucking like, same. Thank yeah. God. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Which is awesome. Yo, okay. I feel like we kind of need to watch this movie I've asked you about it, A Pig's Tale. Oh, yeah, because one of the kids is in this movie as well, right? Yeah, the uh, the annoying leader kid that betrays his troop to join the others, which also never gets really explained. Yeah, he's like, I'm getting out of this this The guy, school. he's like, fly, baby, fly! No, whoa, whoa, whoa. Get over that wall! <laughs> Kid, yeah, that kid has the worst fucking voice ever. It's. I was thinking about this on the drive over here. It's very irritating but somehow entertaining like i do like it a little bit i'm not gonna lie yeah you don't want to be roommates with that guy though you'd be like god if you talk one more time i'm gonna lose it yeah no his voice is very distinct and yeah grating well he's sure. like the lead in a pig's tail and that movie is just it's a camp movie and it's just full of uh just Various people. It's like a mixture of heavyweights. This movie, uh, the general from this movie. Okay, no, he was in Angels in the Outfield. Oh, uh, okay, that's yeah. right. Yeah, he was the coach, right? Yeah, the ones like 
Ravensburger. <laughs> get, get out of here. God, I haven't seen that in a long time. No, that's that's Rookie of the Year, dude. Oh, God. I always get those mixed up. Robleslanger. Robleslanger. <laughs> Let the big dog eat. Man, Daniel Stern directed that movie. I didn't realize that. We've had this conversation before. Daniel yeah. Stern, totally underrated. Should have been bigger, I think. Dude's oh. hilarious. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. But, um, yeah, A Pig's Tale. I've never, I don't think I've ever seen this movie. So I, I must have missed it somehow. But I would love to watch it and see if it, like, you know, pings any memories or anything like that. Yeah. It's like a who's who's cast of 90s movies. Like, the daughter from Mrs. Doubtfire's in it. Is Patrick Renna in it? Uh, who's that? He's the kid from The Sandlot, Hamilton. Uh, no. Uh, he was in The Big Green. Uh, oh, no. No? no? He's okay. not in it. Okay. Sorry. He's a who's who. I think he's key character from the 90s. So. <sighs> yeah. Uh well Josh I'm gonna get to some of my some of my favorite moments yeah well let's hear them let's hear them <laughs> yo what was uh this isn't really a favorite moment but uh <laughs> <laughs> well let's hear them my God dude you are on one today like what is oh yeah <laughs> okay the old man from Christmas Vacation he's like the, oh William Hickey the leader of the he's like the what the fuck is his role? I Other it, than catching bugs and yeah, butterflies? Yeah, that's weird. His his obsession with bugs was never explained. The blessing. The blessing. <laughs> yeah, that guy from Christmas Vacation. Yeah. I think his name's William Hickey. Bill Hickey. Yeah, he died like two years later. Oh, yeah. 97. Well, he was really old. I thought he was going to die in this scene. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Brutal. <laughs> he is very old but man what what a great actor like so cool yeah that guy he had acted like forever um, we we have an rotc program yeah well i guess his green role boy, is just uh the leader of the school doesn't really care so major pain gets you know he can do whatever he wants basically yeah i guess that's his role yeah He's got bugs crawling all over his desk, like yeah. he said. And there's a scene later where he's like out in the yard and trying to catch bugs with a net. It's like, what is this biodome? Yeah, <laughs> purple sticky butt. <laughs> all right, here's some of my favorite moments. Um, you already stole one: the handshake and wrestle. That's a oh, mighty fine handshake you got there. You want to wrestle? I didn't mean to steal it. You, oh, lo- no, you always let good. me go first. You know? <clears throat> no, it's all good. Opening the soda. Can't can't mess with that. That's a good one. Bam, <laughs> bam, bam, Bigelow. Holy shit! Yes, yes. So, guys, this is when the kids pay this biker guy to show up and scare off Major Pain and or beat the shit out of him. I think both. Yeah, you pain. <laughs> Heard you giving these kids a hard time. That's uh Scott Bigelow, aka Bam Bam, New Jersey native. Really? Yes, sir. As far as I know. And for those that don't know, he was uh, a crucial wrestler in the early to mid '90s WWF roster. Bam, bam. Love Bam Bam Bigelow. Kind of imposing, uh, imposing figure. Didn't you? You told me that you saw like a. A wrestling event in the 90s at your high school i love that you're giving me an opportunity to okay talk about this, take it though. away dude because i've been meaning to ask you about this dude i don't know how it happened because this must have been when 
they were still touring small circuits. Okay. Because I vividly remember this. It was at, I wasn't in high school yet. This must, I must've been like eight years old. So it was about 1992 or 93, somewhere around there. And it came to my future high school, Cumberland Regional High School in Upper Deerfield, New Jersey. And it was, I saw Diesel, Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, and my favorite part of the entire night. Okay. (laughs) So the Undertaker came out. It went dark. The bell rang. Oh, like I remember this vividly, dude, vividly. And I, one of my friends can back me up. My friend Pang. I know he was there too. He's a little older than me. I think he was in high school at the time, maybe. But I ran over because they came out of the out of the gym, right? or they came out of the locker room, and I reached out and I touched the Undertaker's shoulder. Get out! And he was <laughs> he was cold, dude. <laughs> what? <laughs> he was cold, dude. It was insane. Like I will never forget it. Like he was cold. And it's just like, how do you, how do you go that far into your character that you're like putting ice packs on your shoulder and your body to make yourself cold? You think that's what it was? I have no idea, but it's wonderful. Somebody and- asked Mark Calloway, did he used to put ice packs on his shoulders? I don't know, man. But I remember touching him and he, I remember, cause you know, you can like pat their shoulders or whatever when they <clears> walk by. Sure. And he was, he was cold. Do you think it was because, was it really hot in the gymnasium? We didn't have air conditioning in the locker room, so I don't. Huh. Not that I remember anyway. So I was thinking, if it was like really hot in the gymnasium, maybe where he was walking from, he was just chilling in the AC, and maybe he. I don't know. Don't disillusion me now, <laughs> okay. Phil. You're like, don't ruin my. <laughs> don't disillusion me now. <laughs> Yo, that's a great story, though. That man, that that must have been like. That sounds about like '93, like Diesel, Undertaker. It was like 93, yeah. It was about... Because I was yeah. eight years old. And yeah, I was born it must 85. have been like not a pay-per-view, but they would do mm. like road shows. You know? Yeah, so that that's like the one, two, three kid was there. Oh, so like nice. it was all big names, yeah. right? But it was... I don't think the WWF was big enough in 92, 93 to like not do the small road shows still. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because there, there couldn't be more than any more than like 400, 500 people at this show because that's how big the gym was. Yeah, during that era they were kind of coming out of the golden era, like the Hulk Hogan Ultimate Warrior transitioning mm-hmm. to the attitude area, so that was kind of the in-between time. Uh a lot of people at least what I've heard say that that wasn't like a good time for the WWF, but I mean, that's but that tracks, right? Because it's like maybe they needed to make the money. And like that's yeah. why like I remember um, at the time my mom was, uh, working at the sea. She was a head waitress at the sea, a very popular seafood house in uh Vineland called, uh, the Neptune. And it was like the most popular restaurant in Vineland and, and surrounding areas. And that's where they went to go drink after the show. Whoa. Yeah. And I remember going there and I'm asking like about, cause she's like, Hey, uh, my mom was like, Hey honey, uh, the, my friend here is telling me that the wrestlers came in here after the show the other night. And I was like, what? what you know because i'm freaking out you know because this is like the biggest thing ever to me you know to know to see these people in person and everything and i was like is i was like is wrestling real is wrestling real and he looked and the bartender leans over and he looks at me he says well i'll tell you what kid one two three kid gave Shawn michaels a ride home and i'm like what's that mean he's like that's all i'm gonna say (laughs) (laughs) i'm like okay okay I, i just i get it now obviously it's still real to me damn it still real to me damn it 
I just want to thank y'all for all you've done to your bodies. Please look that clip up if you've never seen it. Oh my god, I'm going to drop it in there right now. Oh, jeez, please do. Next question, Jeff, where are you? Right there. Yeah, um, I just want to thank each and every one of y'all for all you've done to your bodies. It's still real to me, damn it! I mean... Thank you. Thank you, guys. You're awesome. Thank you so much, Mr. Funk, for saying what needed to be said. And just to cap this off, to tombstone it... Oh, thank you. Okay. Choke slam at home. Choke slam at home. I know this wasn't a fever dream for all the reasons I said, and also I have this... Probably the best picture I've ever taken in my life of myself. Not, I didn't take it of myself, but the best picture of me that exists. I'm about eight years old, and I'm holding one of those foam tombstones that you could. Oh, that this you is could on buy. your uh, refrigerator. Yeah, that picture of me on my own fridge. And I know it might be weird to have a picture of yourself on your fridge, but dude, I would put that picture on my fridge. Yeah, but it's me with my eyes rolled back, holding this foam tombstone. <laughs> so I know it was real. I know the Undertaker was there. It and struck I, fear into my heart when I first saw it. I was like, whoa, this is scary. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, thank you so much for giving me the, the the few minutes to talk about this incredible memory and experience of my life seeing these amazing wrestlers Dude, live. we could do an entire show just talking about 90s wrestling. Like, I would, I yeah. would be down for that. I really love that we kind of like took a detour and went into it because of Bam Bam Bigelow. Hey, man. Uh, rest in peace, Bam Bam. He died in 2000. Seven, if I'm not mistaken. It was a while ago. Yeah. At least 10 years ago. Yeah. There was even a minute there where he tried his hand at MMA in like the mid 90s. Really? In like 96. Yeah. It didn't turn out too good. He got kind of. Well, he was a a great athlete for sure. He was an incredible athlete. I mean, his finishing move was a headbutt off the top rope. That's right. I forgot about that. That is like one of the craziest finishing moves ever. He's got the tattooed head, man. He's got the flames, dude. Bam, bam. And he's with Luna Vachon most of the time. Another great hero. Oh, yeah. Heroin, I should say, you know. Yeah. Thinking about leaving yet? <laughs> Matter of fact, I think the party just began. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take this right foot here, stick it across the left side of your face. <laughs> oh, man. So you good. You said you were going to hit me in the face. <laughs> you calling me a liar. <laughs> yeah. Amazing oh, sequence. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think he does a good job acting there. I, I think he kind of hams it up a little bit, but I like it. You know. Well, I think that's part of being a wrestler. You have to be an incredible athlete. Your body has to take so much punishment. Yeah. And you also have to be able to sell everything. Think about how he sells everything in that scene. You know what I mean? Like getting kicked in the face and stuff like that. Like wrestlers have to be both actors and athletes. Yes. Which is why it's so cool. You know, you got to have charisma too. Hell yeah. You got to sell this character that you're given. You're assigned a character and you have to become it. Yeah. You know? And I think that's that's really challenging and cool. Charisma. Charisma. Son-in-law coming in November. Can't Hell wait. yeah. Oh yeah. Can't wait. Um, All the stuff with Chris Owen. You know? Freckle face cartoon. <laughs> uh, the God, this part made me laugh so much when I was a, a young tot. Uh, <laughs> Tater tot tater tot um <laughs> when they first get their head shaved and it pans over to chris owen oh like, yeah oh man the poor kid like his ears were just so big yeah they're not really big they just stick out yeah you know yeah <laughs> so but yeah all the stuff with him 
truly a 90s icon in our eyes. Chris so, Owen, we love you, dude. Yeah. Let's dude, let's reach out to him and do an interview with him. Let's see if he seems like a cool guy. Let's do it. Love to talk to him, man. Yeah. I would love to learn more about like his whole experience. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and shortly after the Bam Bam part, when uh he has him doing push-ups and he's rhyming to him, he's like, one, don't you feel dumb? <laughs> Two, look, look at, at you. you. <laughs> <laughs> I just snorted a little. <laughs> hey, Dunn, welcome back. You just... Got here in time for the fun. See that rhyme too. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Uh yeah, that part is hilarious. Um <laughs> what? I was just thinking of the part where he's like, You think Charlie cares if you gotta go pee? He's gonna stick that bayonet right in your little heart. <laughs> Tiger pisses himself. <laughs> it's just so fun. I don't know. It just popped in my head. Sorry. Yeah, man. No. Um, yeah, yeah. Those are all my moments. Or I mean, there's plenty in this movie. Yeah, I was thinking about like, um, well, I was reading about rather like his training and <clears throat> to to do this role. He actually did go through some military stuff, right? Yeah, and he likened it to stand up comedy because drill sergeants are essentially improvising. All the time, and they just have to degrade and make fun of everybody because they want to kind of, you know, establish dominance and and make them feel, you know. Essentially doing crowd work. He was very good for this part. And, I mean, his insults, I mean, we could could go down the line, but, I mean, he is hilarious this whole way through. Yeah. I don't want to be, like, too harsh on these movies. I know they're mostly about our nostalgia for it and everything. But, you know, when you rewatch these movies as an adult, certain things don't hold up like things change yeah uh story wise like i feel like the last 15 minutes it's kind of it it definitely drops off to me i felt like my felt Mm. my attention waning quite a bit Mm, yeah the best parts are i mean him interacting with the kids and talking shit to them and everything up until about the as soon as the kids uh, break into the other camp and they get their asses kicked and all that, uh, I don't know. Like, from then on, I can't think of any real hilarious moments. There's, like, some amusing moments. Yeah, and I think that's that's the tip of the third, the end tip of the third act, right? Where, like, everything's coming to a close, right? Like, mm. he's admitting that he's loves these kids and that he loves, you know, uh, Hillary... I keep calling her Hillary, but that character. Yeah. I mean, the the love interest thing in here feels really shoehorned in to me. Yeah. I mean, ask you about that. What do you think about that? I just don't get it. I mean, because, okay, there's two reasons why I don't get it. One, why? Why do you need it in there? Like, why does it need to be there? And two, why the hell does she like him? Right. Like, why? I can't. Like, he's not charming. He's funny, I guess, but he's also like a total dick. Well, it's kind of weird because it's almost like she is uh, like there's there's moments where she's kind of leaning over and talking to him all seductively with her <clears throat> letting the girls breathe, you know, yeah. and it's like, well, what's her 
angle here. Well, she like, wants to she... get him on her side and do what she wants. Sorry, I just said letting the girls breathe. What yeah, the fuck? What the fuck, <laughs> Phil? Dude, you're all over the place today. <laughs> like, <ugh. laughs> Jesus. Who says that? <laughs> I don't know, dude. But, you know, letting the girls breathe, you know what I mean? Oh, man. But I, I, it's, I think that's the only part, only aspect of this movie where I'm like, what's going on? Like, I, I, I like her character. I think she's cool. I think she does a good job. But mm-hmm. I, I also don't <clears throat> understand why she likes him. Like, all the gross, weird stuff that he does, she's still just like, mm, I think you're cute. I like you. She's like, well, he's trying. He read three pages of a book. Be kind, be sensitive, (laughs) be a good listener. Sensitivity. (laughs) Which, by the way, and I I kinda left this open to see if you would if you would get it, but this part where he tells the the bedtime story about the little train that could, and he's like toot toot. Yeah. And he's like my Bubba's like, I can't feel my legs. And I'm sad. Bubba, they ain't there. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, are they using Bubba because Bubba was in Forrest Gump? Ooh, no way. Wait, maybe. Yeah, because Forrest Gump was 94. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, maybe it's a coincidence, but. Probably. I feel like that was just fresh in everybody's mind. Maybe they were using it for that, you know? It's just interesting. Ooh, you know what I just uh, had a thought of? What's that? Build a park bench out of Forrest Gump tapes. Because that tape is also everywhere. Another great installation that's totally doable. Yeah. We could open up <laughs> like a whole museum. Here's our Forrest Gump bench. Here's our <laughs> Titanic boat. Um, oh, man. Here's a baseball field out of Field of Dreams tapes. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I, actually, I can't take credit for that one. My friend Scott from Strange Tapes, we've had this conversation before, and that was his idea. So, shout out to Scott from Strange oh, Tapes. Oh, wow. Yeah. I feel like that movie's not super available. Field of Dreams? Yeah. Dude, that came out from McDonald's. <laughs> so did Adam's Family. Adam's Family's everywhere. So did Wayne's World. Wayne's actually. World's everywhere. So did Ghost. Oh, wow. Yeah. And plus, I feel like Field of Dreams was like one of the first films that was marked down to like nine ninety eight. Because remember, VHS tapes were like fifty nine ninety five or eighty nine ninety five. You know, when they first came out. Because that's crazy. Yeah, and <clears throat> what really started to happen was they started selling them at gas stations and they started selling them at McDonald's for like nine ninety five. Everybody could start to get home videos in their house, and that's like the sell-through. Basket Case was also one of the first sell-through tapes. That media media was like, we're going to price this tape at twenty nine ninety five or like nineteen ninety five. I forget the exact, but they, it was way lower. And everybody's like, you're crazy. Like, you're going to kill the market or whatever, but they sold a ton of them. $30? That was really cheap for a video cassette back then. Wow. There's this old advertisement on YouTube, old footage of the original Child's Play, and they have like... I watched that yesterday <clears throat> too. That's so weird to watch on the same stuff. You watched that yesterday? Yeah. I didn't watch it yesterday, but I have seen it before. And uh, yeah, it's like Chucky He's like advertising si- the videotape, and they're like, for eighty nine ninety five, you can take home Child's Play. It's like, what the fuck? And that's in like 1989, dude. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you. And like, he's got his that's feet up on a- That's crazy money. Got, he's got his feet up on a desk. He's like, you can get my new movie for fifty nine ninety five. Yeah, that's like 150 bucks today or something. Yeah, like, well, VCRs or, were like $700. I might be way off there, but, so, you know, it's crazy. That's- it is <clears throat> a, a very high amount. 
Okay, you might be able to tell me this. Um, is it because was it video stores buying those crazy high tapes? Right. Yeah. So that was yeah, the thing. So they is, would make their money back by renting it out over and over. Mm-hmm. So video ta- that was like the height of technology. You have to think of it this way. Like, how much is an iPhone? Depends, but a lot. <clears throat> right. It's a lot of money, right? Yeah. But but you kind of have to have it, right? Like you don't have to have an iPhone, but it's like it's got all this prestige and like you know all this other bullshit. So. Yeah. That it's I semi liken it to that, you know what I mean? But it's like they, this VHS tapes were the height of technology at the time, and you can't and people you know rented more way more than they would purchase a VHS tape because VCRs when they came out they were mainly used for re, for time shifting like recording off of television, mm-hmm. like you would buy a blank tape because a blank tape was way cheaper than a pre recorded tape. Like not much, but you could afford those, and then you know people would take home rentals. And dub them. You know what I mean? If yeah, they had two VCRs right. or like, like, yo, can I borrow your VCR? I just rented all these tapes. I'll dub you. I want to dub us some copies. And people were doing that all the time. Hmm. Another thing that I wish to talk about on this is if you look at a lot of old rentals, you see those silver stickers that say if sticker is tampered with, you know, you have to, po- you have to buy it. Right. So because people would pop open the VHS tape, take the reels out and then pop in a dubbed version like no way yeah and then switch it so they have the actual like factory direct reels and then you would put a dub in there oh my god that's why that's crazy that's why they have those don't tamper stickers because people were doing that all the time Mm. see we learned you something today i learned a little something that's cool yeah so and but yeah um were we field of dreams out of a a baseball field started talking about tapes man are you getting hungry yet Oh shit, that's right. We got a snack. Yeah, man. Oh Are you God, hungry? For real. I think this is the longest time into an episode that we haven't busted out the snack. But uh yeah, let's go ahead and do snacks. So Josh is on snack duty. I am on VH snack duty. I could use a little snack right about now. Uh what do you got for me? Okay, man. So there were some options here. Okay. There were. There were. Because one of the funniest scenes that we didn't mention is the way he eats okay like he eats oh yeah so fast it's like a cone head <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i love that you freeze it is like- cone head it is cone oh uh, look mr cone head <laughs> it is cone it is cone head <laughs> oh man uh, maybe the i was out back finishing a beer <laughs> oh chris farley we love you um, oh man but yeah you. yeah sorry go ahead so, but I don't know if I want, because those are like meals, right? Those aren't a snack. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah. like, and there's a lot of white rice in this. Like, it seems like every meal they eat, there's like white rice in it. And there's also white rice on a paper plate. There's no <laughs> store. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I thought, what was the coolest, you know, snack they had in this? And it has to be Pimp Daddy Payne's laxative proof. Pink frosted cupcakes. Oh my god! I was like, he's gonna, he's definitely gonna do the cupcake. Gotta do the pink cupcake, dude. But there's a little VH surprise inside of it. Is it like flavored with Pepto Bismol or something? I did think about that, to be honest with you. Am I gonna shit my pants when I eat it? There is one. Oh my god! With a super laxative in it. No way. Yeah, dude. We're playing. We're playing rewind roulette today. You're joking, right? No. Oh my god! No, I'm kidding. Okay, oh, how would you I going? Mean, I was weighing it in my head. I was like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do this. If he texted me from the toilet, like three Dude, hours this was- later, 
Hey, no. cool, dude. There is a VH surprise inside of these, and I won't tell you what it is. Awesome. Until we actually eat it, and then I'll tell you what the whole thing is afterward. Oh, man, I can't wait. Okay. Um, Josh, what clip should I play for him? I think we should play the clip where he meets all the kids. I don't I don't know if that's too long, though. It is quite long, but maybe I'll see if I can uh, find a like a medley, like a best of or something. Yeah, that'd be awesome. All right, guys, I'm going to go eat some cupcakes and hopefully not shit my pants. We'll be <laughs> right back. Don't be shit your pants. <laughs> what the hell was that, you little freckle face cartoon? Did I give you permission to sneeze, Obey? No, sir. Then you hold it in, you big-eared turd. Otherwise, I'll kick your ass back to Mayberry. <laughs> oh, I see we have a sickly boy on our hands. Well, we're gonna have to boost your immune system, son. Drop down. Give me 25 push-up now. Count them out. One, sir. <laughs> 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 Bleep, 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 bleep. What are you laughing at, pig boy? You find a piece of candy in your pocket? No, sir. What's your name, Tubby? He's good, sir. He's cool. You know, you remind me of the dough boy. If I poke your stomach, we'll make it go. You know what? I'm going to help you make room for lunch, bacon boy. Drop down. Get me dirty. Sit up right now. Let's go. Count him out. Let me see that belly roll. One, tubby, tubby. One, sir. Come on, pork chop. Two, tubby, Two, tubby. Sir. He's a pure genius. Three, sir. Who you, red fox? No, better yet, you rich pride. What's your name, girlfriend? Dwight Williams, but boys call me D, so you call me D. D. Yeah, brother? Yeah, like the way I handle these white boys, D. <laughs> oh, yeah. You think you feel good to see a black man run that, huh? <laughs> Malcolm X. But let me tell you something, D. Yeah, brother? Why don't you come closer? <laughs> I am not your damn brother! Now drop down and give me 20 squad thrusts now! One, sir. One, sir. What are you looking at, ass ass? Nothing, sir! You plotting on me, boy? No, sir! Well, let me tell you something, ass-eyes. Let me tell you all something. War has made me very paranoid. And when a man gets the eyeball at me, it makes my agent orange jack up. And I get the urge to kill. Do you understand me? We are back. Oh, yeah. Josh, let me tell you something. Let okay. me tell you something, brother. Uh, let, me, let me tell you something, Mean Gene. <laughs> uh, that was a delicious cupcake. Oh, yeah. Did, well done. Did you like the VH surprise in it? Okay, guys, he put, he hit a little Tootsie Roll in the middle of each cupcake. Because they're turds. Get it? <laughs> little turd. Little turd. <laughs> I just thought, I had to incorporate the fact that he calls them turds, and I thought that, like, putting That's... a Tootsie Roll in it was was pretty fun. Hey, man, this is uh, VH Snacking, and we appreciate those little details. Gotta have the details, yeah, man. Yeah, gotta incorporate different elements of the movie. It checked off all the boxes for a good VH Snack. It yeah. was delicious, presented very well. It looked just like the one from the movie. Um, There's a nice little surprise. Um, I ripped a fart that <laughs> rendered you unconscious. Yeah, I'm glad that I woke up so we could finish the freaking episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fell right down. Wow. 
I wanted to see what happened after that scene. Like Chris Owens, Chris Owen, he smells a fart. He <laughs> he collapses. <laughs> what happens next? Probably everybody just bursts out into laughter. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh man, it's such a good good moment. In that yeah, movie. dude, that was um, good job, good job. Cool. Yeah, it's a little basic, but I, I think it, it's you just had to do the pink cupcake. Can you know I ask I mean? you what were some other contenders? I mean, like I said, I was going to do like a rice dish because the white on rice thing. That's right. Yeah. And I was going to serve it with white on rice milk to wash it down. But I went to two grocery stores today and I couldn't find rice milk. Food Lion didn't have it. Huh. Yeah. Well, as somebody that um, enjoys all types of milk alternatives, you don't see a lot of rice milk. Oat milk is all the rage right now. That one's really popping up. But uh, Which you let me try just I, now. I let Josh try oat milk, and he was like, ugh, that doesn't, you're like, that doesn't taste right. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. Like, I drink almond milk now, you know, and um, yeah, the oat milk was like funky. Well, hey, man, I I love oat milk. So. Yeah, no hate on the oat milk. It's just not for me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think it would be good in a milkshake, though. It does have a uh, a creamier texture than it almond does. milk. It does. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. So, Josh, um, major a pain. <laughs> would you want to? Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> it's because the way you said it. <laughs> You're like, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> oh shit okay so yeah we've talked about your favorite moments you know i don't want to end on like a negative note or anything but how do you think they could have fixed the third act a little bit because it it almost seemed like the writers were how do we finish this i mean i think it's it's a classic you know kind of uh what's the word i'm looking for kind of a classic thing going on where you know, it's a classic trope. Like he goes away and he's like, ah, "I'm thinking about it, and yeah, I'm gonna come back." And it's a little cliche, I guess. Eh, you know, <clears throat> it's it's formulaic. Does he get um the girl in the end? Yeah, because at the end he says, "Tiger, like, go get your mom." So I think that implies that because remember when he was like, "What'd you think I was gonna marry you and adopt Tiger?" Uh huh. So I think that's what he did. I think oh, they. I think. Wow. He and and she adopted Tiger. Um, sure, that marriage is going to have no problems. Not going to be any. Speaking of, do you remember when he was fantasizing about them having the house? And then, oh like, yeah, and like the dude with the yeah. bayonet comes out and he like slams him into the pool or whatever. See, I don't remember that. I watched it last night, but I was very tired. Um, and I didn't get around to wa- watching it up until that part today. So yeah, yeah yeah he's like at the train station and he looks over and he like imagines and everything he's like drinking lemonade and they're all like laughing oh man i missed all this yeah yeah i thought you were gonna say speaking of domestic violence remember when he <laughs> <laughs> no 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 i think he's gonna be a good dad because there was that part where um he tried to be a police officer he's like don't you ever hit a lady again <laughs> he's like smacking him around yeah. yeah yeah that part's funny yeah it's good we didn't do the MVPs, dude. Oh yeah, okay. Got to do the MVPs, man. man. Almost, I keep for almost forgetting. So, Josh, who was your most valuable player? I think this one's pretty easy. It is Damon Wayans. It has to be. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's his movie, and everybody else is just living in it, dude. That's you know? true. And he he is the the centerpiece of this, and 
He's absolutely hilarious. Ever, I think every, almost every laugh in this movie is because of him. And he has so many iconic moments, and I think it's kind of an iconic film for him. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm a huge fan of Blank Man, and I love his stuff in In Living Color. Um, but uh, Damon Remember Wayans. Remember Bulletproof? <laughs> With Adam not, Sandler? Not really, honestly. The 96, it was like a buddy cop kind of movie. It's- I remember The Last Boy Scout. What's that? It's that football movie. Was he in that? I think so, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Never saw it. And Homie de Clown. Yeah, Homie don't play that. Yeah, did you know there was a Homie de Clown uh, video game? Whoa. I was looking it up today. I'm pretty sure because he's the voice of Homie in the Homie de Clown video game. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I didn't even know about that. And I meant to look up some clips from it, but apparently there's a video game. Yeah, for anybody that's... uh, much younger than us um if you've never seen in living color go watch it it was a sketch comedy show like david allen greer in that i believe so jim carrey jim carrey damon wayans the fly girls the fly girls was it was rosie perez a fly girl i think it was jennifer lopez was a fly girl Am I getting those confused? Maybe I could be getting it confused too. Maybe you were a fly girl. I I can see you kind of still VH am shaking it. All right, you know I am VH shaking it all the time. VH shake it up. In Living Color, I watch that all the time on TV, dude. Wow. Yeah, that show was hilarious. Homie, don't play that. <laughs> awesome stuff. Yeah, I know we already talked about Blank Man like uh, last episode, right? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. That's a good movie. I love Blank Man. Um. So yeah, I, I, while the ending is a, a tad bit formulaic and a little bit cliche, it's fine. I guess it it wraps the movie up. It does. It yeah. does. Do you think that uh, Major Pain? It almost feels like it would have. Almost feels like a sketch that got turned into a movie. I can feel that. I mean, he, he was working a lot off of sketch comedy at the time. Uh huh. So that makes sense. Yeah, and maybe by the end of the movie, I'm a little bit tired of Major Pain. Really? A little bit? I don't know. Maybe yeah, it's the I'm... voice that it kind of gets to you after a while. <laughs> it's like, ah! Yeah. It's like, oh, his, his, like, inflection and cadence changes throughout the movie. Like, he doesn't know exactly what he wants to do with it the whole time, mm-hmm. which I think is funny. Also, I read that this was a loose remake of another movie. That's right. Like a movie from the 50s. I forgot the name of it. Yeah, it escapes me right now, too. Yeah. Mm. But, uh, but yeah. do you have an MVP? Do you think it's David Wayans? Oh, yeah. MVP. Well, I feel like, of course, you gotta... Well, I'm not gonna give it to Damon Wayans. I'm gonna give it to our boy Chris Owen. Hell yeah. Okay, because looking back, Anytime I think about this movie, I picture his face. Like, Damon Wayans in his face talking shit to him is just... I mean, that's what really elevated this movie for me as a kid. I mean, all the the freckle face cartoon stuff (laughs) and, like, just... (laughs) The fact that he calls him a cartoon is the funniest thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, all, all his parts made me laugh the hardest as a kid, and... And they still do. I think he's a highlight of this movie, and he deserves recognition. Also, not the MVP, but we never touched on Michael Ironside being in this movie. Oh, yeah, of Alex Stone's drunk stepdad. Yeah. Yeah. That was, um... Like, what's he doing in this movie? Like, he's only on the screen for, like, four minutes. Well, I guess they're, like... 
You mean what is he doing or what is his character doing? Both. Like, is he like a big actor? Yeah. I've, I've seen him in a lot is. of stuff. He is a big actor. And he always plays like a, a nasty villain. Yeah, he does have that villainous look. He does. Kind of looks like the villain from Three Ninjas. Man, and he uh, looks horrible in this movie, dude. Like, I yeah. know he's supposed to be, like, dead drunk. Yeah. But, man, he looks like he just got run over by an ugly train. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, yeah, he does not looking good in this movie. Yeah, well, I guess this part is to... This is, like, the first time that Major Payne shows a little bit of sympathy or... Really Protection, yeah. ...protects the kids. So, I guess you're supposed to be like, oh, well... And it, it is a, a nice moment, I'll say. Yeah, and you yeah. know Michael, he's like we said, he's a really great villain. Like he, like you said, he just looks yeah. mean and villainous. So, mm-hmm. but I want to give it that that little section a little bit of airtime. So, sure, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. But way to go for giving Chris Owen the MVP. He deserves it. Hey man, yeah, he deserves uh, all the praise. And they get they get the golden pink frosted cupcake, huh? Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Or we could just give them the trophy for the ROTC trophy. trophy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they get it either way. That part always seemed a little dark to me. Which part? Just them, like, getting the shit beat out of of them by the other squad. And, like, so Major Payne sent them on that mission knowing that would happen. Right? Because he's like, did you see it? Right. Did you wound it? All the while... (laughs) Well, go earn it. <laughs> All the while, he's like <laughs> scoffing down Mexican food like he's in Coneheads and like oh, shaking it to pop that coochie oh, with yeah. uh, the lady from Death Spa. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's like, okay. I think I'm going to wait. My stomach's kind of upset. There's some mad fine vittles. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, not everything adds up quite perfectly in this movie but it's it's fine it has a good rewatch factor we loved it as kids and parents love it you know if you have a like a, a niece or a nephew or you know so, somebody younger in your life show them this movie if they've never seen it yeah i would say anybody 10, 10 to 15 probably enjoy this movie yeah 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 or younger if you if you don't mind them tolerating a few f, f- bombs do or, they say the f word in this i don't they, I don't think they, they say definitely that. call him a son of a bitch a couple of times. Yeah, they say bitch. They say shit at least once. Yeah. Um. Pretty sure there's no f bombs. It's PG thirteen. Yeah, it is. So yeah. yeah. Well, Josh, um, I think we have discussed major pain, sir. Yes, sir. And and also '90s wrestling and all sorts of other fun stuff and exquisite detail. This was a fun episode, man. I had a lot of a lot of a lot of fun doing this. Yeah, me too, man. I mean, I'm I gl- I'm happy with all the detours we took, and hopefully, all you VH snackers out there are happy happy with it too. Helpy, that- <laughs> helpy. <laughs> this guy can't talk today. This I'm is little, crazy. I'm a little t- <laughs> I'm a little tongue tied from the pink frosted cupcake. Those were good, man. I think the sugar's like starting to like really really pump right now it's really oh, starting yeah. to pop that i'm gonna coochie. be driving in reverse the whole way home like <laughs> i can do it whoa <laughs> pop that gucci pop pop that gucci <laughs> i'm gonna rock it on the way home dude <laughs> you should also put it at the end of this episode if you could at uh, least a bit of it um all right i'll see if we can pop a little bit of gucci okay just a- sounds good <laughs> no pressure no pressure <laughs> all right well um 
Guys, if you if you enjoy the episodes, we appreciate you listening. Leave us a rating on iTunes. It helps kick us up in the algorithms when people are searching movie podcasts and stuff. So kind words are always appreciated. Check out lunchmeatvhs.com. Check out the Spook House. Yeah, and if you have any ideas for episodes you want to hear, hit us up. And by God, if you make any of these snacks, we want to see them. That is that. Two things that I have to mention right now before I forget. Somebody said, VH Snackin' needs a cookbook. Yes. And I believe that's in the cards, my friend. That is the goal. I think once we have a solid grouping of of episodes, like we have a solid run. I'd say like, what, 25, 30? Yeah, somewhere around there. Uh Uh-huh. And we're going to publish a little cookbook. Oh, man. A little Uh VH snack book. There's so much fun stuff we could do with that. Oh, my God. I'm excited. Yeah, that's going to be cool. Uh, Very exciting. And also... From our Angus episode, somebody hit us up on Twitter, and they have the TNT cut. No shit. No VH shit, oh. and <laughs> he's going to send me a copy. Whoa. Yeah. Dude, I want... I, I mean, I know that's not my favorite movie in the world, but... No, I, dude, this I, is sick, because like I, I know I, how much that movie means to you, and I want to watch that with you. Yeah, so, uh, Geo, thanks a lot, dude. I'm not going to put your whole thing out there in case you don't want it, but Geo, you're the man. When did he send it? Uh, it started like mid-September and... Well, it's mid-September. Well, is it? Yeah. yeah, it was like a week ago, two weeks ago, and okay. he said he's going to send me one. So thank you. That That is awesome that somebody's reaching out to us and be like, hey, and he has the, the tape from TV cut. Oh my God. So finally going to get to see it. Do you think Chris Owen or like maybe even Charlie Talbert himself has their hands on that? Who knows? But... Hmm. If they're listening, I know Charlie shouted us out, so thanks, Charlie. Appreciate that. Yeah, man. And uh, yeah, once Angus I have himself. it, we'll share it with whoever wants it. Hell yeah, heck yeah, dude. That's very exciting. I'm I'm excited for you. I know how much that means to you. It's really VH sweet, and it's really thoughtful, and so cool that we can make those kind of connections and Let's send him some meatballs. Yeah, some plum tucks <laughs> meatballs. Plum tucks meatballs. Hell yeah. So what's next, dude? What are we doing next? I think. Have we decided on Beavis and Butthead? Do America? Oh, oh, oh my God. I mean, talk about... <laughs> dude, talk about a formative show. Wow. I mean, I feel like we we kind of still are these two characters. and From time to time, my friend. I mean, yeah. I. Oh, my God. Yeah, okay. I think we're locking it in. We're going to do Beavis and Butthead Do America. And yeah, I cannot yeah. wait. Man, I watched that movie so much. And also, we want to get our buddy Sean Beard on here, right? Beavis and Butthead Collector? The Beavis he's... and Butthead Collector. Biggest collection in the world. Beavis and Butthead historian. And, I mean... And a very, very sweet guy. Yeah. Hopefully, he's not too busy. I know that he's very busy doing his thing, but we will ask him. And I'm we sure will, he wants to. If he's listening to this, we will work around your schedule. If you need it at... 2 a.m. on a Tuesday, we are there. We're there, dude. <laughs> We're there, Beavis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so Beavis Ahead Do America is next. Uh, I just have one question for you. Sure. Is this a goddamn? <laughs> <laughs> Can you, like, not stand there and stuff? <laughs> We're never going to score! <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be awesome, dude. All right, Josh, why don't you uh, take the good people out 
Thank uh, you. So we can play that, uh, pop that coochie. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody, and keep on BH snacking. Pop that bird. Pop that Gucci, pop, pop that Gucci, baby, pop.